0: You're listening to Flirting with Bitcoin. I'm your host, Mandana Youssefi, and this is my boo, Ian Reese. My husband Ian is a Bitcoin enthusiast, but I am quite the newbie. Each week, he tries to teach me something about Bitcoin or Bitcoin adoption. I promise we keep it real light and fun. But
1: before we get started, make sure you go to goals.flirtingwithbitcoin.com and stack your stats for the week. Let's go.
0: Happy Halloween, Ian.
1: (laughs) Happy Halloween, Mondana.
0: Are you scared? Of what? I don't know. Of kids? Yeah, coming to our house, asking for candy, demanding candy.
1: Yeah, the kids around here got a little uppity last year. They did. They didn't even look me in the eye. They just straight for the bowl of candy like I was...
0: Like you owed them something. Yeah. Well, it's rough out there, babe. Maybe their parents aren't buying them enough candy, and so they knew that they had to get out there and provide for their own families and themselves.
1: I mean, most of these kids were fat, so I'm sure they're (laughs) getting enough candy. (laughs) Or
0: malnutrition, you know.
1: Maybe too much candy.
0: Probably. Same same problem. I'm excited. We live in a neighborhood that is like Halloween obsessed. So y'all are lucky that I'm letting Ian take me away from the Halloween fun of the day to talk Bitcoin. You're welcome. You're welcome, guys. But first, let's say hi to our international listeners. Hola. Guten Bonjour now.
1: Konnichiwa. Bonjour. Yeah, France made it in. Top five.
0: Welcome. Yeah, it's... Well, it's- top 10,
1: <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah.
0: we go in, like, there are a lot of countries that speak the same language. But, uh, yeah, it's cool to see that, like, shift in every week. Uh, Substack is definitely giving us more uh, real-time data, so I like it. Good. All right, babe, before we jump into what I want to talk about today, what time is it?
1: The current time is 761-130, and we're approximately 1,718 blocks since our last recording.
0: And if I give you four U.S. quarters... How many acres could I get on Sunny Bitcoin Island?
1: Well, first I would look at you and say, why are you giving me four quarters? Why
0: not? I'm trying to mix it up. Next week, I'll give you 10 (laughs) dimes.
1: Okay, okay. But for four quarters, aka $1, you can get 4,877 acres on bitcoin island
0: i always like quarters more than like a dollar bill when i was a kid
1: They have some weight to them
0: maybe like i'm remembering a past life where i was like shelling out gold coins buying stuff at the market
1: i mean almost all of us in a past life were using yeah, coins yeah
0: but i was extra rich in a past life so i was i was holding oh, gold coins
1: you're, you're yeah. a gold hodler. yeah
0: yeah exactly oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hodler and spender obviously <laughs> So before I get into what I want to talk about today, because I'm going to steer the conversation, I think you have a few updates, so take it away.
1: Yeah. So today is Halloween, as you said at the top of the episode, which is also the anniversary of the release of the Bitcoin white paper. Does
0: that mean that's like the first day that Bitcoin existed or just when the concept of Bitcoin was introduced?
1: So there was a there was a mailing list. And this is the day that Satoshi Nakamoto emailed what he had designed to the mailing list to get feedback on, hey guys, I think this might be a thing. What do you think?
0: Man, I, I hope one day an email I send becomes a holiday. <laughs> you know, guys, I, I'm not gonna tell you what I do for a living, but I basically send emails for a living. So that's the dream right there. You don't think i do anything that's profound enough? I don't think so either.
1: No, what I was gonna say is that I think a large number of people's jobs has become sending emails. Emails
0: for a living, yeah.
1: Um, so that just really dilutes <laughs> the possibility. <laughs> but
0: I'm real good at it.
1: Okay, well, if you ever come up with a new technology for uh, anything, you should probably put it in an email and send it to some smart people and get some feedback.
0: Yeah, babe, something to strive for. So 14 years ago, Bitcoin Protocol white paper went out. That's cool.
1: The history of Bitcoin is that the year of the financial crash on Halloween, a white paper is released that basically in theory, solves the problem that we had all just experienced. We didn't know that at the time, 14 years later, it's beginning to look more and more true. So it's, it's a celebrated day because you know, it's the, it's the paper, but you know, in January, you know, in a couple months is when like the, the network actually spun up as Satoshi Nakamoto sent some Bitcoin to, I believe it was Hal Finney, um, another one of the early Bitcoin engineers. So that's like another big day is like the first Bitcoin ever sent.
0: And so is this like a hol- like, you know, Bitcoin's kind of your religion. Do you feel special today?
1: First of all, Bitcoin is not my religion. <laughs> um, and I don't necessarily feel special. Special. I don't personally feel special today, but I do think that of all the things that we should celebrate in Bitcoin world, like this is one. Okay. Right. And like, a having. I mean, a having is a recurring thing, yeah. you know, but the release of the white paper is, you know, monumental because it's not just that he sent the white paper out. It's that people actually responded and worked at least a little bit with him to get it to the point where it became the Bitcoin network. He could have sent that email to the same people. They could have been like, get out of here. This is never going to work. Like, this has been tried, you know, like...
0: It wouldn't have been the beginning of something. Exactly. And so,
1: like, it's not just that he sent the white paper. It's that... The group of people that received it were open to the idea, you know, spitballed with him enough. Yeah,
0: it sparked some intellectual curiosity and discussion around the idea of a new global currency.
1: Yes, and, and the main reason is that like when he sent the white paper out, it wasn't like it was the first time someone had tried to do this. The, the mailing group that he sent it to was comprised of people who had been trying to create mm. something like Bitcoin. He was just saying, this is how I think it should happen. Yeah. And so the group of people kind of looked at it and said, huh, that's an angle that we haven't taken. And that's what kind of spurs it on to a conversation about how we can make it happen.
0: But the reason I said, you know, Bitcoin's a religion, and I, did, I don't really think it is because you're not a religious man was because you made another comparison to this date earlier this morning to me.
1: So there's been a lot of comparison of the white paper to Martin Luther, you know, nailing his uh, theses onto the door of the church as like sparking the Protestant Reformation. And so what someone tweeted was that he also did that on Halloween. And I just was like, there's no way that that can be a thing, right? Like allegedly on October 31st in 1517 is when Martin Luther nailed this to the door of the church. So there is like this corollary of, you know, there's an overarching system that's corrupt. It's it's harming the people below it. And here are the problems that I see. And let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so Bitcoin didn't really do it that way. Bitcoin proposed the solution, which is remove the people that are able to do that. And if we can all agree that no one should do that, that could be the solution.
0: 500 years later.
1: 505 years later, which I just think is... If that is true, Mm -hmm. you know, because dates get fuzzy, the further back in time you go, which is one of the things that Bitcoin kind of solves with the block height, right? It's like it gets fuzzy, but we know it was N number of blocks ago. And we know when the Genesis block was. So we always have a good anchor point in time.
0: Genesis block. It's another religious term.
1: It's the first block of the chain. Yeah. And there's a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say not Bitcoin, right? Because it has to be created and so satoshi nakamoto created the genesis mm-hmm. block right yeah. the network takes over after there mm-hmm. but someone had to flip the switch and so it gets called the genesis block right? okay but yeah and so like i think on our first episode you know we were talking about like bitcoin is the main character and bitcoin is the villain the fact that it's on halloween is like you're a banker and you actually understand what your power like where your power derives from which i'm sure they do Which is the ability to create money out of thin air? Bitcoin is a very scary thing for them, and so I think it's funny that every year on Halloween, they should be terrified
0: that this (laughs) thing is not well, like this
1: thing is not dead yet, (laughs) right? It's like it's like all the zombie movies where it's like I thought I killed it, but it comes back every year.
0: This is why I need a soundboard because I would be like hitting all of the different spooky, scary sound effects. See, this is why you don't need a soundboard.
1: Like you are making a case for I why disagree. you don't need a soundboard. I'm
0: like, Ooh. I'm like, what sound effects can I make myself? I did, I didn't come prepared, guys. But I would have, I would have really brought it if I had a soundboard.
1: Oh, soundboard be like s- a
0: werewolf. Oh, and then like a hee hee. That's a witch.
1: Yeah, listeners, I promise to never <laughs> let that happen. <laughs> I, I, Such a hater. I promise. But soundboard aside. Uh, you know, we're going to switch it up a little bit. I know you have a topic that you want to talk yeah. about.
0: Yeah, I want to continue the married with Bitcoin series because we have talked a lot in defense of Bitcoiners, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, hey, if you're married to a Bitcoiner, if you have a partnership with a Bitcoiner, and you're not really giving it a chance, like this is why you should. And I think that's really important. Obviously, it's, I think it's an important case to make for the sake of someone's marriage, (laughs) but also to their financial benefit, right? Yeah. I think it's safe to say that you're happy with my involvement with Bitcoin and your Bitcoin
1: journey. It would be a lot harder to do if you were shitting on it every day. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, that would be a challenge.
0: Oh, you'd be so frustrated if I was.
1: I just wouldn't talk to you about it at all. Yeah. Right? And so then I would have to probably go to meetups or something like that Mm. to really have those conversations. But I have them with you.
0: Yeah. But what I wanted to, to bring up today is like the other side of it. If you're not into Bitcoin or if you're not as into Bitcoin as your partner, it can get a bit much. And so I want to present that side of it. And, you know, I'm just going to talk about it, you know, with Ian as my husband to tell him, you know, what it feels like to hear about Bitcoin all the time in hopes that everyone that's really into it can have some compassion for those who aren't. Sure. How do you feel about that, babe? How do you feel about me like broaching you with that subject? Do you feel like you're talking about Bitcoin all the time?
1: So that's an interesting way to phrase the question. Mm -hmm. I know that I talk about Bitcoin a lot. I'm not going to like argue or debate (laughs) that. But, you know, in our relationship, there's been many other topics that I talked about a lot as I learned about them. I would just argue that Bitcoin is the latest And that Bitcoin is the most interesting of all those topics that I've come across. I think that I don't talk about it as much as I actually want to talk about it.
0: Oh, I agree with that. I know you want to talk about it all the time.
1: It's not that I want to talk about like Bitcoin all the time. I want to talk about the things that I see it solving, right? And so to me, it's like, yeah, cool. There's this digital money and, you know, no banks and all that fun stuff. That's fine. But, like, I think the reason why it should exist is the most thought-provoking part of it. And that's where I, when I see people check out, it's like, you don't even want to know about the problems. Forget about Bitcoin. But, like, let's talk about the problems.
0: Right, but not people. I'm just talking about me, right? And well, I, sure,
1: if you, then... Yeah,
0: yeah. It's different. It is different. It's different. Right, right. So, like, for me, I think I've... Kind of taken on the extreme situation of saying, let's have a podcast about this topic that you're so interested in, that I've been tuning you out really about, right?
1: It's funny that you want to bring this up on the podcast that (laughs) you insisted multiple months you insisted that we do a podcast. So, like, I understand where you're coming from, but I find it hilarious that we're having this conversation on a podcast. That you created. This
0: was my idea. But this was my idea because I didn't want you talking about it all the time. Kind of like into the void of me when I don't want to talk about it or hear it or learn about it. Right? Sure. Like I use my brain energy for things that I have to and then things that I want to. And you would be coming to me wanting to talk about something that I really wasn't interested in. Because if I was interested in, I'd be learning about it myself. Right? that. Maybe. No, that at its core is the reality in a situation where someone wants to talk about something and the other person is like, okay, whatever, you know? And so that kept happening. And then eventually I was like, all right, cool. I agree with you. This sounds good. But then you kept wanting to talk about it and you wanted me to understand it better so that you could talk to me about things as you were learning about them right? Like we've had, what is this, our 40th episode? Like there is an endless void of things to talk about when it comes to Bitcoin, right? Like one of the things that I remember that I don't really get exposed to as much anymore is like those three hour YouTube video podcasts that used to watch. Okay. Those were so boring to me. And like one of the reasons I thought we should have a podcast is because I, I thought it's just not very digestible for people who aren't obsessed with Bitcoin. Maybe obsessed isn't the word that you want to hear. But like, I think if you're not a Bitcoiner, that's how you'll think like, wow, they're so obsessed. They're going to sit and watch something for three hours or two people are just talking, maybe not even sharing new information. They're just theoretically discussing how Bitcoin can work in a situation or solve a problem, right? Mm -hmm. Those are those things. And so I remember like that was one of the things where I was just like, I just kept tuning out. Whereas when we would sometimes have a conversation and I was in that mental space to want to listen and learn about something, that's when I would ask questions. And you would actually be explaining something to me. And if I didn't understand it, I cared enough to keep asking. Sure. Yeah, right? And I think in one of those conversations was when I first said, we should just have a podcast. Like I hear you talking to other people about this stuff all the time. That was the other thing. Like I felt like, I was losing time with my husband to a lot of other people wanting to ask you the same questions over and over again about Bitcoin. Right? Like you would be on the phone with someone for like two hours, and I would just hear the conversation through our walls, and it would just be the same conversation with different people. You trying to explain to them what Bitcoin is. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, all right, well, why don't we like do something where you're actually teaching me this stuff? And instead of someone wanting to pick your brain for a couple of hours. You first say, like, listen to our podcast and then come to me with any other questions that you have. So, yeah, like for me, I thought that that was a good solution where it was like, hey, when I'm in the mental space and I want to learn about something and I come with you with a question, like, let's record an episode. And hopefully the perspective that I'm bringing is that same level of curiosity that someone who is like willing to learn about this stuff for 30 minutes at a time maybe is going to bring to this area. Yeah. So I think originally like that really worked for us because I went from knowing nothing to suddenly like understanding Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. I think that was the first step. But then more and more I felt comfortable talking to other people about Bitcoin and why they should really get into it and think about it maybe, you know, purchase some Bitcoin, listen to our podcast. And like, fast forward to today, right? We started this in January, and it's October, you know, almost November. So fast forward today, whenever I talk to someone who's trying to figure out what to do with their money, I'm like, you need to just listen to our podcast and Bitcoin is really the answer and that, you know, I'll, I'll go into that spiel just as if I were you. Mm-hmm. But with that said, I have not transitioned to become a Bitcoiner. I don't think I'm a Bitcoiner. I don't see that yet happening for me. Um, and I don't see myself that excited and curious where I see Bitcoin news and information in my regular life.
1: When you go into Bitcoin world, it seems like there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. because it's a very concentrated group of people. But outside of that world, that's really like less than 1% of the population of the planet right now.
0: Yeah, definitely less than 1%. So it's like,
1: yeah, it's not going to be in your world. You have to go find it.
0: Yeah. And I don't see myself looking for it. I don't see myself wanting to find it. I still see myself with that same level of curiosity that I had in the beginning, which was like, yeah, come, let's just talk once a week about this stuff and that'll be when I want to listen to it and it's like I'm saying this like I'm more than willing to give that right I'm more than willing to talk about the reactions that people have to our episodes the different questions that people have I think about it what we've talked about so that I can think about the questions that I'll have the next week I mean my my perspective and all of this is like how can you better teach and explain bitcoin period like first to me and then to other people. But that's really the extent of it. And so it's so funny that even in your mind, definitely to outsiders, like outside of our marriage, that people probably think, oh, nana's really into Bitcoin, but I'm not. And I don't want to use the term humoring, but that's the one that comes to mind. The more I'm humoring this interest of yours the more that you think that i also have this shared interest yeah but i don't i get it and yeah i know you get it and i and i know that you know sometimes i'm like babe i can't i can't talk about bitcoin <laughs> now. And it's a strange thing to say when I co-host a podcast about Bitcoin. So I can't even imagine how other people feel in their relationships if they're really into Bitcoin and their partner is not even doing this with them. So I thought it was like important for me to share that perspective with our listeners who might have someone in their life that they're trying to onboard because Even if they're giving you those cues of like, cool, I believe in this, you've explained it, I'm for it. I don't think that they will necessarily get to that point that you are. And you might meet other people who want to talk to you about this stuff a ton and want to pick your brain all the time. But I just don't think it's going to be that same dynamic with me and you.
1: I 100% understand where you're coming from. And I understand the point or the perspective that you're, you're trying to bring. But that's like saying today i don't i don't want to talk about insert whatever the latest social media thing is or whatever right i said this in the car the other day go back into the 90s and go watch news news broadcasts talking about the internet they talked about the internet the way that people talk about bitcoin today oh it's this thing people are doing it oh they're obsessed with it it's not gonna last they talked about the internet yeah the way that people talk about bitcoin today. And
0: I completely agree with you and I completely agree with that statement, but I think you bringing up that that specific point, that's a point that we have brought up and talked about several 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 times. So, it's for you you're having this thought and you want to talk to me about bitcoin in a moment where I feel oversaturated with bitcoin. I 100% agree that there 99% of the population has not figured Bitcoin out but I have and I've agreed to it and like I agree that a lot of other people are that a lot of people who have like brushed off the internet are doing that same attitude with Bitcoin and you're in this space where you're constantly seeing how much FUD there is around it and you're seeing the people out there trying to battle that FUD and you're just trying to like almost decompress those thoughts with me, but I'm Bitcoined out in that moment.
1: No, I mean, I get it. It's just, um, I'd hate to call myself like an intellectual or something like that, but like...
0: No, you are an intellectual.
1: I I mean, I don't, I don't, I personally, I don't need a label is what I'm saying, Yeah, right? Just as a person who thinks, Mm -hmm. right? Who actually like thinks and sits and analyzes things. I just don't find anything as interesting, Right Like I can talk about any topic yeah. we went to a Halloween party and I talked for like thirty minutes about whatever the latest topic of the day was, right yeah. It's like I can talk about those yeah things. a lot of
0: shallow co- 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 yeah, like a lot of shallow conversations have to be had amongst a lot of other people out there who don't have that basis or that foundational understanding of bitcoin
1: it has at that point, it has nothing to do with Bitcoin, right because. I could go to that same Halloween party that we went to last night or whatever, a couple of days ago, right? And know nothing about Bitcoin. Like, Bitcoin cannot be a part of my world. I would have had something more interesting that I want to talk about than the vapid, like, crap that other people want to talk about. It's not that Bitcoin is special. It's just mm. that I always have something that I think is more interesting than what everyone else is talking about. Because what everyone else is talking about is basically the lowest common denominator. It's the one thing that everyone can have a conversation about because it's understandable by everyone. And what I try to do is I try to bring whatever a new interesting topic is and just feel people out. If they can follow along, if they're actually interested in having a different conversation, or if this is the conversation that they just feel like they're supposed to have because this is what everyone else is talking about. Like... We went to a party and everyone's talking about football. I can talk about football. Right? I
0: mean, I can't even talk about football. right?
1: I can talk about football. I was born in America. I was raised on the NFL. I can talk about football. I know how the game works. Do I know who's playing today? <laughs> no, right? Like, I don't know those things, right? But at the same time, I could talk about the NFL and football, or I can talk about what Deion Sanders is doing at Jackson State College. And when I bring that up amongst football people, they don't know what's going on. And it's like, even in the world of football, I know the interesting stuff in football. Right. And so to me, that's really what Bitcoin is. It's like, uh, uh, it is the most interesting thing that is going on right now. And I know that there is that 1% in the population that is interested. And I'm just trying to find them.
0: Yeah. Which I but, totally get, but, but we're back to just talking about our relationship.
1: But to, to the point with our relationship, it's that I don't have to necessarily talk about Bitcoin with you. But you have self-identified because of this podcast yeah. as a person who, if there is a crazy thing happening... Mm-hmm you're going to want to talk about it at some point because he's going to talk about it on the podcast.
0: I want to go back to, it's not because of Bitcoin. It's because I love my husband. It's something that he's very interested in. It's something that I agree with and I'm willing to be next to him and experience this journey that he's on as he's exploring something that he's really interested in which is really the argument that I made to non-bitcoiners on the first three parts of the married with bitcoin series which is like do this with your partner so that they can talk to you about this stuff and that you do understand something that they're really interested in and like Yes, if these are the financial decisions that you want to make as a household, like you should also be understanding them. And I think it's to your benefit to understand these things because I think these are the right financial decisions that you should be making for that that people should be making for their families right now. But you can do all of that and still not have to talk about Bitcoin every week.
1: I guess. Like,
0: well, why wouldn't she want to talk about Bitcoin every week? And I'm not saying like change how you're doing things or like I want you know I'm gonna designate 30 minutes a night that you can bring up Bitcoin. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I want to really make that perspective clear to you and other people that might be in a similar situation than you for you to not definitely be hurt or upset if in a moment I am being dismissive about it because I just don't want to hear it right now because I do feel like I'm hearing it a lot and It's like, okay, I get it. Bitcoin again, Bitcoin again. It's like, I get sick of Bitcoin. I can't help it. I get sick of it, which again, I think is very funny. I co-host a podcast on Bitcoin, but if even I get sick of it or talking about it or hearing about it, I promise you to our listeners, people around you are also getting sick of it. (laughs) So like, keep that in mind, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely keep it in mind.
0: I know you do.
1: There are thousands of things that I read and just don't even bother sharing or Mm -hmm. even bringing up because even though you do have a podcast, I'm like, I don't even know if she would get that because it's like deep in like the Twitter meme meme culture. A lot
0: of stuff are like that.
1: Um, But at the same time, there's a Bitcoin miner that's going bankrupt right now. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think I brought it up with you that like basically they're going bankrupt because something that we have talked about on the podcast, which is the Celsius crash and all that fun stuff. Someone from that crash owes them money, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, I saw that and it's like, okay, that's something we've talked about. This is a continuation of that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I feel like that is like safe,
0: yeah. right? Like that's <laughs> oh safe Maybe.
1: because...
0: <laughs> safe implies that sometimes you don't feel safe sending stuff to me.
1: <laughs> no, I feel like something... When I say safe... <laughs> No, when I say safe, I mean safe like...
0: I hold a tight leash <laughs> or I run a, I run a tight ship around here, guys. <laughs>
1: yeah, no. Um, when I say safe, I mean like I don't have to explain anything. Yeah. Right? Like you have all the context you need mm-hmm. so that if you do read it, you don't have to ask questions like, what does this mean? Yeah. Right? There's a lot of stuff that I read where it's like, I know it'll just be nothing but questions. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's not that's not even really fair. Yeah. Right. Because that's really just giving you homework. That's like my delineator now because we have this podcast. It's like if I feel like you have the context, I'll send you the link. Yeah. Doesn't imply that you have to read it, which how much of it you read. I don't really know.
0: I mean, I think it's I think it's important to read whatever links your partner sends you or whatever TikToks I send you. I expect you to watch.
1: Exactly. Right. (laughs) So like I don't care about TikTok at all.
0: I know. But the things I send you, I'm very specific about. Or articles. I send you articles too.
1: Yeah, but but like using... Yeah. Like just just like a counterexample, right? But I
0: I think if someone sends you something and you care about that person, you should look at what they've sent you.
1: Sure. But like, I care nothing about TikTok, right? I think TikTok is like poison.
0: But then you send me the YouTube version of TikTok and it's a clip that I've seen on TikTok. It's the same content.
1: I'm not talking about the content. I'm talking about the medium of delivery Mm -hmm. where, for example, I will send you something that might've been on TikTok. Sure. I'm not arguing that, Mm -hmm. but that was in between large informational things that I was watching Mm -hmm. That I didn't send you because Mm -hmm. it's like, I know she's not going to watch it. Mm -hmm. But like, I also intersperse that with like dogs doing funny stuff. And I send the dog videos to people who have dogs. and cute. Right. Like, okay, cool. But like, I'm not sitting there scrolling through multiple 15 second clips trying to find the funny thing to share around it's the opposite for me, right? Like that's the the candy, that's not the meal. I
0: mean, I don't play on these apps to send stuff to people. You're lucky if I send you something.
1: Sure, but (laughs) I guess my point is, is that like, I'm not saying that funny clips are bad. I'm saying the technological design of TikTok and social media is bad, right? I'm not saying that all things Bitcoin are good, but the difference with Bitcoin, just for you know, clarity here Mm -hmm. is that you can't really make a TikTok about Bitcoin, right? Like, you can't. It's too complicated. You got to have an attention span longer than 15. I've given up
0: on our TikTok account.
1: Yeah, it's not for TikTok.
0: But, you know, I will say like in comparison and what you're comparing there is like when you talk to me about something that's happening on Bitcoin Twitter, that's kind of like people trolling other crypto bros or like you know altcoins
1: it's usually a lot of comeuppance that is what, kind of stuff <laughs> it's and a you're a like lot of this is up.
0: hilarious and this it's... is happening da, da, da. and i'm like huh
1: exactly and you have
0: to stand there and be da, da, da. Yeah. that's the same thing to me yeah and i basically where, like... where i'm like these are just people and i know in your mind or and i know from your perspective you're like well these are the people who are becoming the thought leaders of this very new thing and when things like this happen it's just interesting because it's like I understand who these different users are and now they're trying to troll each other and oh he told him and told that and for me I'm just like that's definitely where I'm like okay because it's a entering a culture that I'm not a part of at all and this is just kind of superfluous activity right well that you're just getting like the biggest kick out of and i can't even like give you the reaction that you want because i'm not like laughing along or going like oh yeah like the drama i really liked was like ethereum failing like that's the type of stuff that i think is interesting in the bitcoin or crypto space where it's like well wow this is like real actual news actual Things that are happening, but like people just tweeting at each other
1: mm-hmm.
0: and being sassy.
1: Mm-hmm. Nah. Right. It's and like
0: why I'm not on Twitter is I don't care about that stuff.
1: Right. So it's funny that you said the culture because the other day, a couple weeks ago, Michael Saylor, big Bitcoin guy, right? The, has the most Bitcoin mm-hmm. officially. He gave a speech at the, uh, it was the Atlas Society. Which is apparently there's a society of people who really love An Rand's or On Rand's book, Atlas Shrugged. Mm-hmm. They have a society. Mm-hmm. I-, I was unaware of this. He gave a speech. He made a statement that I think is the culture of Bitcoin and why I think all these things that happen on Twitter are actually so funny. Like forget the personalities involved. The culture of Bitcoin is truth-telling. Fundamentally, that is the culture. If you are a person that is willing to get up and show a product, which fundamentally means that you're lying about how it actually works, when you are found out, you get ripped apart. But you gotta like go onto Twitter and pretend like you're not a scam artist to get people to use your thing to make your money. So when I said like, it's, it's funny because it's always just comeuppance. Right. And there's a way to come back into the community. Right. You admit that you were wrong and you know, it's like a religious repentance or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's a culture of telling the truth. It is very exclusionary. Like when I actually find myself, I don't respond to a lot of stuff on Twitter. Right. I don't respond to most things on Twitter. At best I'll like it. Maybe I'll retweet some things. But when I actually take the time to write something that's of my own creation i find myself double and triple checking that what i'm about to press send on is correct and i feel like that's actually not the design of twitter right <laughs> so like bitcoin as a community has created a culture where you can go into a cesspool and still enforce truth-telling
0: and I understand all of that and I appreciate all of that and you but you don't need to explain that to me babe like I understand and I'm with you on all of it and I don't and I don't think you need to defend yourself in these situations where I'm not reacting to something or I'm not appreciating it as much as you are in that moment like I'm with you on this stuff I understand it I'm I'm a fan of it and that like I think this is a good thing for you to be involved in If it was football, I would actively be like, What are you doing? This is a waste of your time and intellect and brain energy to be tracking like football stats, you know? Like, what? But I've approved or whatever you wanna call it, co signed on like us saving our money in Bitcoin. I've co signed on like the amount of time that you spend talking to other people about it, going and helping other people, like Ian helps actual people figure out how they're going to buy and store their Bitcoin. He talks to small businesses in our community to help them figure out how they can start accepting Bitcoin. Like he spends a lot of his free time on it and I'm very supportive of that. And I'm supportive of all of the fun that you have. You know, I'm supportive of all of yeah. Yeah, those yeah. things.
1: Go talk to those people. No,
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know if here, you guys. Here. I don't know if you guys can tell. Like, I'm pretty obsessed with my husband. I want him next. I'm, you know, Ian and I are home. We both work from home. We're together all day long, and I think once in a while, one of us will leave the other for like two, three hours, and I'll like miss him so much. So I'm pretty uh, possessive of him. <laughs> in the most healthy term. Um, So yeah, like one of the reasons I wanted the podcast because I was like, I'm tired of you like being in your office talking three hours, explaining someone a Bitcoin, like let's do a podcast together where you have to flirt with me and teach me things. <laughs> you know, so I tried to uh pull you back to me as Bitcoin was pulling you away from me, right?
1: That's one way to look at yeah. it. Yeah,
0: but but still, like I'm a big fan of what I don't want to call this a hobby. Like, this is this is a big part of you. You're very into it. You're a Bitcoiner, you're someone who is trying to help grow Bitcoin adoption within our own community, families. I'm for all of that. You don't need to explain yourself. When something interests you, I don't need you to defend yourself or anything. of those things it's like even you defending it or trying to define it or explain it more it becomes very repetitive and if i'm not in disagreement with you it's like almost a waste of energy i think from your perspective to have to explain it to me bitcoin was not hard for me to jump on the bandwagon for like it made sense to me a lot of its values made sense to me i'm in agreement with like the problems that it solves and all of those things and so I think there's often times when you're trying to relitigate an issue that I never had (laughs) with Bitcoin. (laughs) And I don't know if this is true for other people who have like eventually gotten their partner on or if they're still in this place where their partner's like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think that's a completely different dynamic. But I would say if you're still in that stage where your partner is not on board, like you got to talk about it even less. Because if you're overwhelming them with that information, they will tune out because then it's like, all right, I don't really know. And I just want to spend time with you right now. Like, I don't want to hear about this thing that's maybe taken you away from me or taking your interest away from me or made you distracted from me, you know?
1: Yeah. If you significant other, partner, whatever term you want to use, um, if they're not receptive and you find yourself continually trying, definitely just stop. <laughs> right? Like definitely stop. And you know, I I saw this thing the other day. Someone was like a life hack. Baby was already on TikTok. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But someone, someone went to uh, Walmart to use the Coinstar machine. Mm -hmm. Have you seen this? No. Okay. So someone goes to Walmart to use a Coinstar machine. You know what Coinstar machine is, right? Okay.
0: Oh, for our international listeners, Coinstar is like a machine that you can throw a bunch of spare coins in and it'll count them. And then it'll take like a little money off the top, but then it, you can like get paper money for it basically. And banks used to do this. And I guess banks still do this, but these coin are machines are like in grocery stores. Yeah. So it's supposed to be more accessible, easier to go to and faster.
1: Yeah, so, you know, it's a Bitcoin podcast, so I'm going to relate this to Bitcoin, mm-hmm. right? Like, Coinstar is fiat. Yep. You're too lazy to roll your own coins and take them to the bank, yep. so you're willing to pay someone a fee off the top of your money just to count get, it, to count it yep. right? Okay, there's a Coinstar in the grocery store that we kind of go to, the Safeway, right? Yeah. And I have like a thing of change, and I go in there to just check it out, and every time it's like 8% or 10%, it's some crazy it percentage, a right? a lot of money. And so I go play with it because... They do have a Bitcoin integration. So you can dump your change in and they'll give you a Bitcoin QR code that will give you Bitcoin, but it's going to take a cut. Yeah. So on, I guess it was Twitter. I don't know where I saw it, but somebody went to go do this and I think the machine was broken, right? They figured out or they came up with the idea of just getting in the self-checkout line and paying with change.
0: Yeah.
1: And it works. Yeah,
0: it makes sense. They have a little coin counting machine there.
1: And it's a coin counting machine. Mm -hmm. So it's like, There's a machine over there that's going to take 10% from you. There's a machine over here that's not, Mm -hmm. right? Now, I look at that and say, regardless of whether you're a Bitcoiner or not, I think everyone can look at that scenario and say, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Right? Like, it is fundamentally the same thing. One company is just taking 10%. The other one's going to take nothing, they're, but they're going to give you the same goods and services. Scenarios like that are where I think you can reframe the Bitcoin purpose. And the Bitcoin purpose is there are so many things in life that are that Coinstar machine, right? Life is comprised of nothing but Coinstar mm-hmm. machines. But when I saw it, it was just like, no one says the word Bitcoin. It wasn't a Bitcoin related tweet, but that was in Bitcoin Twitter, mm-hmm. right? And so... If your significant other isn't on board, I would say things like that are where if they see that and they think it's crazy, if they bring that to you, like, oh, look at this funny thing that I saw yeah, or whatever, right? Sure. Like, sure. That's an opening to be like, that's fiat.
0: Which is when...
1: But without that type of an example, like I saw it right away, made the connection, yeah. right? Plus I was on Bitcoin Twitter. So like it was already Someone kinda...
0: else made the connection for you. <laughs> well, someone made the connection.
1: But again, the tweet itself was not Bitcoin yeah, related, but right? the person who retweeted it was probably a Bitcoiner.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Short of examples like that being brought to you by the other person, it's probably never going to click.
0: Right, because the problem needs to first be what you're in agreement on before you Mm. talk about a solution. And I do know that that is how slowly Bitcoin became something I was more curious about because as we would encounter different annoyances, especially with buying our house,
1: I think that was a big one. Yeah,
0: you would bring it up a lot. And so, I mean, I definitely want our listeners to understand that this wasn't something that I immediately jumped on board with, but I definitely have a more open mind, I think, than most people. Also, if we're like talking about Americans in general, I'm an immigrant, um, so I don't have the rose colored glasses on the current financial system the way that maybe other Americans do. Like, I think everything's corrupt. I think everything's a shit show. I'm not sitting here defending anything. Um, so there's all of those things that come into play. But this this took time. And I, I just think it's really important for, you know, Ian to ke- keep giving me credit for what a great wife I am and, you know, sharing this interest with him. But, uh, you know, cut, cut the people in your life some slack if they're not um, giving you back the same energy that you want when you're trying to talk to them about this stuff. Cut them some slack because if they're letting you talk to them about it, Once in a while, I think that's more than maybe they necessarily want to, but they're giving you that time because they want to connect with you and they want to show you that they're listening to something that you have to say about something that you really care about.
1: Yeah. And the other part that I would add is you've been doing this podcast for a year. You've been in Bitcoin for a year. Now, maybe I was talking to you about certain things before that, but I would argue that maybe a couple months before we started the podcast. But, like, I was in Bitcoin for four years mm-hmm. before we started the podcast. So, like, I think what you're going through, I also went through. Yeah. Like, I haven't been, like... You
0: just didn't have me being, like, hey, let me talk to you about this right now.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because it's, like, I, I came in, and I, as I always tell this story, my friend texted me. He was the first person that at, talked to me about Bitcoin. He didn't ask me any questions. He just said, I think we should start a company about Bitcoin mining. And I was like, "Ah, I don't know about that because I don't know anything about it, Mm -hmm. right? But that was enough of an impetus for me to start looking. But I didn't have anyone to talk to. And so I had to go down the rabbit hole by myself. Mm -hmm. I think like I'm getting really good at going down rabbit holes from some other rabbit holes that I'd gone down. So like I had to go down the rabbit hole by myself. I had to run to a lot of dead ends. I had to run into the whole scam economy that is altcoins and let that play out or whatever, right? And it wasn't until I was coming out of that that I felt like I even had like a very solid argument for Bitcoin. And that's when I started talking about it like a lot. Because before that, I was just like, mentally, I was hedging. Like, it's a curiosity, but I could be wrong. Like, these people could be crazy. Yeah. And...
0: And I think I was watching you go through all of that. And I was like, yeah, we'll wait and see if this is something that Ian really believes in and he's confident about, then he'll pull me in. Again, that goes back to like, that's just who i am that's our relationship dynamic we have a a foundation of really strong trust in our relationship we trust each other with our money like we have all of these things in our favor i think we just generally have a good relationship where we respect each other you know ian is an intellectual but i am also an intellectual but these are not necessarily things that interest me i am very interested more in the human experience and psychology and like personal development, child development, we don't even have kids yet, but it's what I'm studying right now. So like these are all the things I care about and I don't even necessarily feel like I need to be filling you in on this stuff until we have children and I'm like, yo, at this month, many months, we need to be doing this and that, you know? This is where my mind is going for our future, right? Like that's where I'm throwing my attention and it's also something that I naturally gravitate towards, I'm very interested in, and you're, you're covering this. And so I think it's I think it's great to have a setup like this. If you're in a partnership where that other person just isn't really curious about anything and maybe you're really curious about this and you think the other person isn't isn't expanding their curiosity about any topic and they're not even trying to like listen to you about Bitcoin, like I would say take a step back and don't make that assumption and instead of trying to push what you're really interested in on them ask them what they've been really curious about and what they've been researching and what they've been trying to think about because i think you might be so far into what you've been doing that you have no idea what the other person is out there being curious about and they might even be worried about something else that they're trying to like build a deep understanding on that's not even on your radar which is tends to be the case in relationships. We all kind of like assume the other person's got something covered and I'm worried about this instead. It's a lot to think about when you're in a relationship. I think like, right, your hobbies and interests, especially if they've changed after you've met, like you weren't talking about Bitcoin at all on our first date. Did I know that it was going to be such a big part of my life? No,
1: there's no way. No, but I definitely know. I know that I brought up certain topics very very early on that I'm sure you had never heard of.
0: Yeah, but if you had asked me, like, where we... That's my vibe. Yeah, where (laughs) we were, like, six years ago when we first met, like, I was the one that, you know, I work in the financial world, supposedly, and you know, my education and all of those things, I'd be like, I'd assume I'd be the one that would be talking about this stuff with you. But certain things have happened in the past six years where I just care about other things more. Sure. Right? So things change, people change, interests change. And who knows, one day I might be like one of the leading Bitcoin Twitter users. (laughs) I doubt it. A
1: a lot's going to have to change. I just never see us going
0: down that path. And so I think it's just, it's important to me to like remind you, like, I'm just flirting with it even now I'm still just flirting with it. The title of the podcast hasn't changed. Time to give a shout out to our fountain listeners. Uh, but if you're not on fountain, be sure to go to Learningwithbitcoin.com to check out all the ways that you can show us some love. So, shout out to Prag USMC, who was our biggest booster this past week, and TNT Mom, and hello there for being our biggest streamers. Top boosts of the week are from HunterSF770, Terala, R Shackle Ford, RV das, Nikki Gags, InTimeBC, and Cryptox. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next week.